0: Hi, my name is Gus and this year I turned 50 and hit official menopause. I have a dream where every woman past 40 looks forward to, even prepares for, and feels excited about the richness, the potential, the opportunities that await her as she makes the transition from mother to menopause. This podcast was born out of my desire to bring these conversations out into the open for more ears to hear. I sense there is a quiet revolution underway where a new story around menopause and the years leading up to it is being reclaimed and rewritten by the women who are choosing to make this transition in their own way. Women who want to break free from the cultural expectations of how this phase of our life should play out and look. From experience, I know this takes inner work and being truly unapologetically ourselves, but it is potent and available to every single woman who wants it. This podcast is an invitation to open your mind and heart, to relish even in the possibilities and opportunities that I believe this part of our life journey offers us. I'll be having conversations with women in their 40s and 50s who are navigating this transition and rewriting their menopause story in their own unique way, to one that is much more fulfilling, enriching and meaningful than we might have been led to believe was possible. You will no doubt hear how change is embraced rather than feared, how vibrant and exciting life can be at this age. My intention with these conversations is that they are thought-provoking, expansive, and uplifting. That they inspire feelings of curiosity, open-heartedness, and courage. These stories of ours are not pre-scripted. They are ours to write or rewrite. And this feels like true freedom to me. Welcome to Rewriting Menopause Stories. Okay, I am back with another conversation, this time with Mary Taylor, who I have always known as the menopause rock star. Mary and I met through the world of doTERRA essential oils, and I was really excited to interview her for this podcast because I knew that she had been on a real journey of self-discovery herself, which was enabled and massively enriched through her own menopause journey and discoveries as she embraced this transition. I loved that (laughs) I was in my pajamas and Mary got back into bed and we just dived into a really heartfelt and real chat. And I'm just so, I feel so grateful for the ability to have and bring these sorts of conversations to you from such a real and honest place. All of Mary's details are in the show notes below, so I'm just going to leave you with our conversation. Enjoy. Welcome. Well, we're we're good morning. You could be listening in the evening, the afternoon, or exactly. anyone in the world. We're okay. super early morning. Um I'm really excited to, to be having this chat with you um, about this topic because I've known you connected to the um field of menopause the area of menopause for years yeah and um, so I'm excited to see what what's going to be coming through you for this um for this chat we have today and with all my guests I am really fascinated to hear about what your imprint or idea was of perimenopause and menopause before you even got there yourself what what did you know what did you know what did you feel about it and where did that come from
1: when you sent me some sort of thoughts and ideas for our our conversation, it was, you know, you have those moments, don't you? And you, you sit there and you're thinking. And really, for me, really interestingly, I had no blueprint, no blueprint whatsoever. I started my periods really young um and by that i mean about i was about 11 um my mum was really um open about it all you know we had the discussions you know i'm 54 so anyone else who's listening might and i don't know there was a little book got left on my bed and it was you know it was it, it obviously came from the health service or whatever now and it was you know a very very gentle book about basically periods and birds and bees and men and women and all the rest of it but very physical it was everything and and that for me you know everything was always about the physical side of it and and fundamentally about whether you got pregnant or not you know that was that was that was all it that was all it was about um I was very very interested in health and wellbeing. and again that came from a very physical controlling had to look a certain way had to be in control of my you know my my everything on the outside it was all about what was on the outside that was all that all that mattered and to be fair no my periods easy ozy, no issues blah 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 till I was about mid mid 30s Um, And then I start to get really heavy, very, very heavy, very, very painful periods. But I'd also started training in the fitness world. And there is there is a and this is the sort of like the the thread of the, the story. And again, it was all about the physicality. You know, I wanted to teach group exercise. And then when I got into it and started working with 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 my customers you know they would come to me with this and come to that and I'd and I'd have older clients and I'd sort of hear them saying things and and as as, and as you know I'm probably there now with and thinking about the women who you know who are in their sort of early 30s going don't need to know this what are you doing why are you behaving so bizarrely what do you mean you can't drive at night or come to a class in the evening how ridiculous um and I remember going to get my eyes tested when I was about 39 and the option, optician telling me, well, of course, when you get to 40, this, 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 and this will happen with your eyes and da, 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 da. And I can remember sitting there and thinking, how dare you, how dare you assume A certain number is going to mean a certain thing is going to happen in my body or not. And I I, I can remember that for me then being a huge sort of awakening to, wow, someone's put a deadline on my eyesight. You know, let's not even start thinking about the rest. There was a deadline on my eyesight. I carried on, you know, I was still having real problems with my um, with my periods to the extent I'd worn out trying every single kind of um, painkiller prescription medication, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'd failed a medical for a new job because my liver count was out because of my prescription medication. So that again was an awakening, and that was the first time I also then read the contraindicators of my prescription medication and the first contraindicator was liver was liver liver damage and for me obviously having well not obvious no one knows this until I now say it well obviously people do if they do know me I would lived with and um, my dad was an alcoholic so I was that was again alarm bells from a from my for my liver because you know there can be some geneticism around that as well as all the emotional side of it um and I just that just sort of started me starting to look at nutrition and well-being in another way I event I did go on the marina coil which for me was absolutely game changing i know for some women it's the worst thing they can possibly do to the to the extreme of it almost being life threatening mm-hmm. but for me it just you know again flatlined everything in my in my body and you know de you know all those sorts of things but i i could get on with my life and living it at the pace that i wanted and i again i was in the fitness industry and i got into juice therapy and through juice therapy Um, started connecting with lots of other people with different views and maps of the world and and was invited to go on a menopause workshop and And I was
0: married at this point
1: I was just I was just going to say I'm just working out my age here and I was probably round about 47 48 um and really kind of because I was on the marina coil I was just you know every day was kind of the same day obviously there was moods and stuff and I can look back at all of that and I can remember going on this this, this, this workshop it was like a, it was one of the first um, that I was aware of and it was so it was like all of a sudden it was like, wow, there's a whole new world to go out and learn. But I can remember sitting in that room and um, the, the, um, pre- the question came up about was anybody, you know, what were people using? And, you know, everybody else was using moon cups and doing everything naturally. And I sort of was like, well, I'm on the marina coil and I felt the tumbleweed. And the and the absolute disdain go go past, and I was like, oh, okay. And being the sort of people pleaser that I was at that time, I was like, well, I'm doing something wrong then. Oh my goodness! And uh, but to be fair as well, I'd made huge changes to my diet. I'd made huge changes to, to to lots of things around, and I you know it was at that time, and I decided to come off my Marina coil, not immediately because it was it was time and I wanted to also see if all the changes that I'd made had would then mean that my body could look after itself because definitely before I'd gone on that you know the way I was eating the the the, everything I was consuming thoughts you know all that stuff was not supporting my body in any shape or form and I did and I managed and I did manage to do it you know I didn't my, I would still get a little bit of discomfort, but I was able to manage that through nutrition and essential oils, which is how we first you know, came to, to know each other. And that then for me became a little bit of a crusade to, sh- to really start to educate and share with other women that we can, we can empower ourselves, that we can look after our bodies but again still at that point everything was very much about the physical Mm. it was about understanding the ebb and the flow of the hormones it was about understanding you know this one goes first and then that and this is what you can do and this is how you need to move and these the foods to eat and you know and yes you know talking about rest and, and and sleep and all the rest of it but it probably hasn't been until and so that so that so that was around about 47, 48, sailing through, smug, smog, ha, 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 I've got this, tra, la, 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 la. And then I would say about age 51, it was like, oh, all of a sudden, hot sweats, brain fog, some of the, those sorts of symptoms. And that's that, that, enough of this, this, the symptoms for me. And where I sit now, age 54, looking back, it was probably that was the start of. I'm just trying to think, you know, my really good friend diagnosed with breast cancer, my mum mm. had her Alzheimer's diagnosis, or it was start, the wheels of the bus were starting to fall off, fall off there. And all of a sudden, what I can now, and know what I now, Know and understand looking back is I became completely overwhelmed by all of the emotional trauma that had ever been in me, through me, and so on and so forth. And that was the bit that no one had really spoken about. Yeah. And understanding for me now the huge impact of when you look back over your life history the chronic stress from living with an alcoholic parent the this the that you know I'll, I'll sounds quite flippant my sister died when I was 30 of cancer how I dealt with that or didn't deal with that da, 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 da. you mm. know even things like we moved abroad when I was about seven or eight years old And in the first month that we lived there, I saw two fatal motorbike accidents and they're all little things. But when you start looking back and layering all of that over each other and then you get to this space where. Your body's changing, but also everything that you've stored in every cell is screaming to be dealt with and to be released. And I just found myself frozen. Mm. So, and it's only through and my coping strategy was to be busy just keep yeah. running just keep running just keep busy because if I'm busy I don't have to sit and be with all of this and um, because again we were whilst it was a very loving household there's obviously it was also lots of stress in it the whole time you know i with my mum screaming at my dad all the time, and him coming home drunk all the time, when he did come home. Um, but it was just that sort of, if I just keep going, I won't have to to manage that. And and we just keep going, don't we? Because we put on our brave yeah. smile and we do our hair and we put our matchy matchy clothes on and we present ourselves to the world as all together and okay. And we get and- rewarded for that too. we we live in absolutely we get rewarded for that and so that's what we do
0: exactly that's the input we all have that's the programming isn't it just get on with it put a smile on your face yeah grin and bear it yeah
1: yeah absolutely and I can remember when my sister was was dying and Sarah was very ahead of her very ahead of her time in terms of how she you know because Sarah died 24 years ago but she was you know it's very interesting you know our our good friend and I know Rochelle you're doing the mothership program with us Sarah was already that was was Sarah that's how Sarah was living her life Hmm. she was doing all of that then 25 you know 25 years ago and that's and she she got her body into into her remission and then she became pregnant which she was told she would never be and the cancer came back and and so on and so forth and I've also realized I then had a lot of trauma around pregnancy Hmm. because my sister died because she got pregnant and chose to have the baby and so I would be quite anti and and, you know anti-pregnancy and it's not all and I couldn't work out why you know it's funny isn't it and then I was like oh yeah Oh, that makes
0: of sense.
1: Yeah, of Yeah, so my sister asked for for us to um come together, my mum and her and me, and and talk about our family life and sort of for ourselves to you know open up and clear it. And and, and me and my mum were like, no, lid is on the box, lid stays on box. Everything is quite all right. We've got it all under control. No, thank you very much. And then you know the lid whatever's in there the lid comes
0: off doesn't
1: it the lid comes off particularly as the hormones start to drop away and start to unmask and go hello
0: yeah hello I love this Mary I love it and it's such a good um story your story to to evidence how you know the lid will come off anyway and we we frame that as being such a nightmare because, like you experienced with that lid coming off, came lots of symptoms because your environment around you as well, and that, in that moment was also very stressful. And so, without a doubt, I feel that that all triggers—I don't know if you triggers symptoms. You know, definitely, it's not just physically, but it's also emotionally and environmentally. And how, where are we in our heads and on our kind of just you know spiritually, spiritually almost? But, mm. um. The lid comes off, and we just want to go and hide because it just feels so. You know, things we know we haven't wanted to dealt. With, you know, uh, wanted to deal with in the past. Uh, and yet, the the beauty of of this phase is that, uh, you know, it comes off. The lid comes off for a reason, and it's you know we have the power to to heal, process, and be yeah. with all of these things and find some resolution. It's like you said, it's a reckoning. You look back and you see it all. You see it all, and I've done it. It's fascinating. It's almost like moments of your life popping up, and you suddenly see them with fresh eyes, and you go, "Oh my gosh!" And it's all there, ready for you to just, you know, reckon with in a in a hopefully a very compassionate, gentle way, and not run away from. Absolutely,
1: and I think that now for me, and you know, I you know, the, the the greatest blessing for me. You know, we're recording this in October 2021. Where the years of almost, you know, is I had to get quiet over the last 18 months. There was nowhere to run to. Mm. Um, And and you know, and for me, fortuitously, I found myself surrounded by a whole new, you know, some very new people and women who had very different maps of the world. And I found myself being much quieter and stiller and just acknowledging and interestingly as well for myself is it gets a little bit but you know as I say I for me fundamentally smooth sailing all the way through to about I think it must have been about 51 and ironically I can always remember my first hot flush which was after I'd had I'd, I'd I started this amazing road tour of going, I was going to go around, you know, the UK, connecting with all our colleagues through the essential oil world and um, sharing my knowledge and insights on hormones, menopause, working with your menstrual cycle and how to use use essential oils to support you if that was, you know, open to you and what you wanted. And I'd had the most amazing weekend down in um, Dorset and again, full on, really successful, overwhelmingly successful for me because all of a sudden, you know, the idea had come to fruition and everybody loved it and wanted more and were so thankful and grateful and I can remember that like oh my god oh my god and I drove home and one of my ways of coping with my emotions as well is to stuff it down with sugar you know is food and I stopped off at motorway services and just went into my default of oh my god stuff it down stuff it down stuff it down and so much sugar and and I just all of a sudden I call, it was I call them power surges I could just feel it, literally. And that for me is I've always called them power surges. And for me, they're like the red light. I again, they've never they have never been as debilitating as I know they are for some some women. You know, I've never sweated through my clothes or or any of those things that you know many women do experience but literally I could just I could just feel um that 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 heat wave coming and I got to the point where when I and then I went into that phase of no period and then two periods in a month and then three months and then two periods in a month and and then and bizarrely the only reason I know the date is because we've gone on holiday for my um 52nd birthday and I had a period and of course at that point I was like oh right okay don't know where they are and then it was like oh I've not had a period I've not had a period and because it was such a poignant day of having it on my birthday I was then able to start um tracking and and tracing it and everything was a little bit all over the place and my business was like where is it going and what am I doing and you know my friend was still adventuring and my mum we then definitely had had a diagnosis and things were happening and there was lots of angst between me and her husband and anger and resent you know everything all the things and I just sort of said to myself do you know what I'm not going to try and fix this Mm -hmm. until I've come through the other side and then I can start to work on settling Mm -hmm. so I just released all need to fix or be or get it right or do any of the things I focused on just being in me present acknowledging noticing what my triggers were what would caught co- what would create this doing more work and that's when I then started to be in an environment where people were starting to talk much more openly about their emotions,
0: mm.
1: and their thoughts, and their feelings, and that just sort of permeated into me. And then I started to do the unveiling. And for me, I did a lot of that with cacao. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sitting with, with 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 cacao, it could have been a cup of tea, as far as I'm, you know. And mm. people, might, and I'm like, no, it was about being still and listening and just being in a different space with my whole world and environment you know one of the most key things my partner will always say to me is don't burn yourself out don't burn yourself out don't burn yourself out because I am or have been that and now I was like no more no more and again over the last few years I've been doing a lot of work which has now become my business on understanding how to retire superwoman how Mm. to harness the archetypes within me so that I can stop wearing myself out and actually allow myself to mother myself to nourish myself and to do it from a place of love and compassion rather than punishment and coercion and control and that for me now is the sort of you know that's now my passion that's now my mission is to allow other women to start to experience what it can be like when we retire the superwoman and learn how to let go of that those that ingrained the ingrained stories that we've been telling ourselves so good
0: it's so it's such a beautiful like gentle compassionate um practice to just walk with yourself in that way I just love hearing you talk about it and yeah how you you know the way you've described that that difference just think you know again thinking back at your story the way your body was trying to wake you up pre-40 you know when you found out that the test results came back and you, you know you started to shift and change the way you ate and it's interesting about the Moraina, because I think you're the first person I've talked to. And so that's also I'm curious about that. What when you came off it? Because you, you you said you were going to see what it was like. What was it like when you came off it?
1: Um well, apart from the fact that it was so debilitating because um, it took them three, <laughs> three anesthetics in my cervix to actually pull it out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so that was a bit that was that again, trauma, trauma yeah but never giving it that name at all in fact I just realized I need to share that because I'm training at the moment in wound massage and I'm having my own tra- and
0: I haven't mentioned that you know that is you know exactly so we- I think we, we we play down experiences that shock us to the core and because we're all different we're not on on the same Level playing field. What might shock you more than you know? It's different than what might shock me, and so it's it's acknowledging, isn't it? Just being okay with that really shook me, and taking some time to process it and to be with yourself and to love yourself. You know,
1: I can remember being now in that clinic, two women trying to pull my marina out, me screaming the place down, and then having, as I say, three anesthetics to try Mm. and numb it. And then I just walked out of there like John Wayne, shaking, went and bought myself a LucasAid (laughs) because I could tell I was, rang my mum and was like, I don't know what just happened. And she was, of course, like, you know, doing what mums do, very, very, you know, giving me that hug that I need. And then I just drove home and got Um, on with my
0: Yeah. crazy isn't it and so did you feel you know you, you mentioned how you could just on an even keel with the morena because it's managing everything in a sort of yeah. certain bandwidth it, isn't I, it so did, did you feel like a return to more of a cyclical um yeah, energetic it, nature within you definitely
1: um definitely definitely um noticed that because I've you know that i probably had about another three years of of being in that cyclical phase before I then moved to that final phase of perimenopause where you're waiting, 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 waiting. And again, you know, for me now, and, and I again, this is something I share with a lot of women, you know, is tracking, knowing when, knowing when your cycle is, I can still feel that energy in my, in my body. And I still honor, I know that when it's that, time of the month when it's like winter and let's come within and be quiet and still I know when I'm in that warrioress or maiden phase and you know energy and I really want to be out there and doing stuff and and all the rest of it I feel the you know I feel the autumn element of it and I feel that irritable uh, but again for me all of those little things, they're just, ah, okay, this is where right, right. Let's get doing reels and out there. And now I can do a bit more. And do you know what? I'm not going to do that today because my body does. So I've really learned to, to listen and, and check in, but yeah, I, I definitely was in that cyclical and literally I would be, I would know, right. I want those oils ready at this time of the month. And then we're going to double up on this and, mm. you know, mm. and definitely for me, everyone's different but for me omega-3s have a huge impact on on had a huge impact on the well-being of my cycle my my and now very much on my mood and and my symptoms as as well um so so yeah I just it was a little it was a little bit bumpy but again just as I am now as a as a menopausal woman because I, I do adhere to the Po- you don't stop being post-menopause. You're always. So I find it. It's like I don't know what the language is. I'm All sure the some- language
0: is confusing, isn't it? Yeah, and un- but, unclear. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm sure some new language will come for it mm. as we recognise we don't stop being um post. But yeah, I. You know, definitely for me, if I get when I get symptoms or they come fast and I'm like for me they're just warned they're, they're a message yeah. they're, they're, they're that red what light, warning light that says pull over just stop are you doing all the things that you know and it is a full-time job being at this phase in our lives you know our body but for me it's no different I always use a car analogy because I like you know it's like having a classic car you have to look after it and that for me I think is let's look after ourselves this is a real invitation now to really honor and look after ourselves so that we can continue to live our lives the way we want to and, you know, sort of as, as pain-free and as fluid and as flowy as we want to. And again, I think for so many women, when we when we listen and we we look and it's, and I hear their anger and their frustration. I can't sympathize with it because that's not my experience. But then once we, but I also really strongly believe that we can empower ourselves, our minds, our bodies. We can change. We can stop these things feeling. But again, I think one of the big lessons or learnings for me is you can drink all the green juices and sniff all the oils in the world. But if you are suffering suffering, with emotional trauma and you are not releasing and doing the work around your life your story and you that's on constant replay doesn't exactly. that, that that causes even more frustration
0: yeah and I think that's such a, a, a key point that you bring up um and I will I, you know who no, none of us don't have any trauma that's also <laughs> the reality so even if you had have had the most blessed life you know like you were saying even that instance of having your coil out you know it can be even small but all of us have some sort um that word can trigger certain things for people where they go no that's not me but it can be on a, on a spectrum trauma you know a humiliating experience when you're younger that could just be bullying at school or you know someone being mean to you or, so so there's so many different ways that those experiences all just pile up and get pushed aside and forgotten and I think also you know we like you mentioned earlier we've just been so good at you know looking good on the outside physically but also you know what we put out because that's what we've been sort of told to do as children you know it's all um You know, the way you appear is important, whether what you're saying, how you're educated, how you look, you know, everything that we just forget who we are inside. We just don't, even. you know, we're so not used to listening to our bodies telling us that something's up, telling it, telling us that that we're not happy. And um, I find that, you know, getting to that, getting to your 40s or late 40s. And not having done that yet, it, it comes up. It's like here you are, and there's no getting past this transition um, easily or smoothly or with some feeling of excitement or I don't know um growth or I, I don't know what the quite, quite the word is. I just feel like, like you said, this is the work. You you can do all the physical stuff, all the stuff yeah. on the surface, but you the inner work is so important and also so rewarding.
1: Oh do you it's, think? It's, oh my gosh. I, I just sounding like the reform smoker as you know, the one that was the work, <laughs> the one that kept running away from the work. You know, I, you know, I've jokingly now said for a few years, I you know, I have become the woman I would have run away from in my even in my late 40s, I would have run, you know, like, yeah, whatever love, you know, yeah, okay, you be over there with your crystals and your bare feet and and all the rest of it and you know and don't get me wrong I like to rock a nice you know proper dress and well no I don't actually but I do I'll do wear a dress every now and again and I do like to get dressed up and I might put some mascara on but um I think you know definitely it's it's so liberating and and I'll just share another little um snippet that for me has been are really liberating and I feel really blessed that it's happened to me um now is my mum's husband died last year and um I had to I I didn't have I didn't have to but I wanted I went and cleared the house I had to clear the house because my mum is in full-time care you know she doesn't know who anybody is she doesn't know her husband's dead she doesn't know who we are she doesn't ask for us you know we are not um so that's where she is. And um, when I was clearing clearing the house, the house wasn't even our family home, it was their home. It gave away so many secrets and it shared so much. And I had this moment where I disfound my parent my parents' birth and marriage certificate and I had to look at it about five times because the date wasn't right but the date was right but it turns out that I was um I was conceived before they were married and they got married just after I was born okay I have no huge no there's no I have no shame around it Mm. I've never been told that fact there has never there's Plus, there are no photos of my mum and dad's wedding there never have been but we never questioned it because they just you know it, it just wasn't that just wasn't there and in that moment of realization which was just another chip off the pedestal because I've you know like most of us rightly or wrongly we hold our mothers in very high regard um I all I all of a sudden had this um, realization that all the approval that I've been searching for and wanting all my life, and don't get me wrong, I have had it as I was younger. I didn't get it so much as a as a, as an adult when you start sort of pushing against the bar, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, I realized that all my values and beliefs were hers that i would never ever get her approval simply because she is not physically able to do that might as well get on and live my own damn life and that in that moment i was just like i've just been given freedom i've just been given the freedom to release because all, all of a sudden that things my mum had no, don't do this and don't do that and go, don't get pregnant before you're 24 and that uh, guess what age my mum was when she they were her,
0: me. they were hers, exactly.
1: exactly. All, all hers. And so now, you know, I don't want I don't wish that for anyone else to go through the trauma of a death and Alzheimer's and you know finding those sorts of things out. But it was like, oh my gosh how many of us are still living to the girl should be sugar and spice and all things
0: nice absolutely and and I think you know we get to this age around 50 like we've lived half our life let's say (laughs) um and um and we're still and by this time unknowingly because it's been decades you know it's so entrenched in us we're unknowingly walking around living our life based on beliefs that aren't actually ours if we sat down with them and really unpacked them and 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 really went into well how do I feel about that truly a lot of them we wouldn't we wouldn't feel we would we we would feel uncomfortable around uneasy around we're just doing it because of yeah xyz it's fascinating absolutely fascinating
1: and so that you know that for me now is And again, I'm not going around poking people going deal with you, (laughs) you know, it's 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 that invitation. It's that calling to do it. But again, as you know, with all the work that, you know, that you've you've done, you know, and I had my Dutch test done and that was really enlightening because I had that done last December. Oh, my God, my my cortisol was flatlined, you know, the extent it was like, you know, that's that's the dead part, you know, that's kind of, but again, because of, I suppose, my emotional resilience, and as my um, consultant said, because of what I'm doing around it, probably because of my juice, and my oils, and my nutrition, and my cacao, that's what's, that's been the glue that's kept it, because for other people, she said, if you saw cortisol levels like that, yeah. so you know, for those listening it's like cortisol you know it has its place like estrogen it gets demonized but it has its place but it should ever it should not be and again that was a real wake up call to my god you've you've literally you have burnt yourself out to be you know the ultimate mm. burn. and again some of that has been emotional it's been emotional burnout not physical
0: yeah the carrying of all of yeah. that I don't think any, it's so important to know how heavy all of that is and how much energy it drains, but also not even like literal tank draining, but it's how it just consistently stimulates our, um, you know, our our nervous system to be on, on, on alert all the time as if it's just a, you know, everyday thing, 24 seven to carry around unresolved um, issues unknowingly. And, that, yeah. and I think that's why it's so beautiful. This, this moment in time that we are get, we're literally, like you said, it's a gift. This moment in time, this rather than a moment in time, it's a phase in time, isn't it? Because it's yeah. a phase that can last two, three, five years for people um, that often will start with a wake-up call physically, but actually it's trying to lead you back into deeply into your heart and into the uh, inner work around what do you need to let go of? you you said to me before we started recording surrender is a big key word for you and I I totally resonate with that
1: yeah you know and I and that's you know for me very very lucky or do we create a lot you know because I because I run my own business I don't you know we were laughing and I was like 7 30 in the morning Gus you all you know I I used to walk and now I'm like no I don't do it but we you know we're here and it's not it's not been a trauma or anything like that but for many women they need they have to get up at six and get the kids on the school run and get you know and it's like wow so how do we then surrender when that isn't the choice to be able to go do you know what I'll just go back to bed now Mm -hmm. and fair, you know I, I am not doing sort of like I'm not napping all through the day or anything or whatever but I can choose to go do you know what I'm not feeling that today so I'm not going to do it whereas if you're in a corporate environment and you know you've got your caseloads and your work or your accounts and all the rest of it you don't have that so again it's then looking at how do you manage manage that Mm. don't feel so on the hamster wheel and again is where you know working with the cycle learning how to Harness your different energies because I think you know this is, again this is the thing, isn't it? You know, I was on my well, it's interesting. My mom wouldn't let me go on the pill till I was at least eighteen. You know, which still, you know, particularly when you see now that girls as young as like eleven and twelve. But my mom was like, nope, 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 no. So there must have been some wisdom there somewhere, you know. But I still went on. But I came off the pill eventually because it just didn't I I sort of had I was on and off with it and, and all the rest of it. And where am I going with this story about understanding your cycle? Because that at the very least, if we're you know, if we're in corporate, if we're in our busy, busy world, at least knowing when to say no to the invitations or slow things down or change the way you exercise or eat more carbs at this time of the month and more fat at this time of the month. It's not selfish to go away for a day or lock yourself away. You know, and I think this is the thing as well that I'm seeing, you know, I'm child, child free through choice. Although I do question that now, given that I it was indoctrinated in me not to get pregnant um, before I was 24, well, I just, <laughs> I just carried that. It's that whole that whole thing of being able to go, you know, I see a lot of um, older mums now yeah. and we're at that phase of life where it's like,
0: get off, yeah. get off. Yeah, I, it's been, yeah, I, it's been, re- exactly. I, I really <laughs> re- resonate with that. Um, it's been a real eye-opener for me. And it's actually been really freeing to realise that, um, you know, there is, this this phase perry going to into your last period and post-menopause there is a a real yearning for stillness and slowing down and um for me definitely quieter but that's also my way I just love silence other people will want to have background music or whatever so but uh I actually felt um you know my kids are still at home they're kind of tween and teen so uh, you know they're not anywhere near leaving home yet so there's many more years to come of their sort of dependence on me as it were within a teenage paradigm Um, and knowing that this phase of my life actually was going to draw me inwards more and that was okay and knowing that I'm a mother suddenly it's like okay well I can see that there's two requirements of me and rather than beat myself up because I'm not being good at one or I'm not, you know, know that there's two, two requirements or two sets of needs. And I'm just going to do the best I can in those two and give myself what I need to balance out the other side. And the guilt just dissipated. It's not like it's never there, but it dissipated. And I think it's just such an important, you know, um, I love that that's like that
1: whole awareness awakening understanding self-appreciation self-honoring and, and I think that for me is where if we could get more women to that phase of appreciation understanding and honoring of themselves oh yeah. my god oh my gosh
0: yeah it is it really is so I know you touched on um I mean, I just love talking about change because you did bring up that word earlier. Um, and obviously, your whole story, it's clear to see how much change has happened. i I, I always love this kind of paradox where in the in the moment, we often don't want to change something because everything yeah. that we have feels comfortable and we know it and it's predictable. And so in in a moment, someone's like, you know, there's a resistance to change. And yet when we look back, even I'm sure whoever's listening at 10 years of your life, you know how much has changed. So it's like this weird paradox where we know things change. And yet in a moment when we're asked to shift something, we don't want to do it. What's your what, what? How would you speak to that whole paradox and your experience of change? How you embrace it? We were just
1: discussing that this week with the women that I'm working with because we're doing an exercise called trigger tracking which is starting it's all about building awareness around your triggers and guess what it's triggering just even the exercise of trigger tracking is triggering mm. and where i come to with that And it's very interesting because I've had this in the past as I've changed. People have gone, people have said to me, but you you were doing that last week or you stood for that this week. And I'm like, I still stand for it, just in a different way. It's about identity. Mm. Mm. It's classic, isn't it? It's the classic, you know, I've spent a lot of time working with women around, you know, weight loss and, it's that identity. Who am I when I no longer am saying this story in my head anymore? Who am I when I release these values over there and start living to these values over over here? And again, you know we we can say all the cliche, you know, the only thing that's inevitable is ch- but it, it's a, it's a challenge you need you need to be ready but you need I also think for me what I've now come to learn is you need to be surrounded by good people who will hold you whilst you're doing going through the change because it does get messy
0: Mm.
1: it can get painful and you may have to let some people go and some parts of yourself go that you and 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 grieve that as I think that's part of the bit as well as sometimes as we don't allow and acknowledge that there is a grieving process when we let like, even though those people aren't you know of no aren't supporting us aren't serving us that that you know they're detrimental it's it's almost like you know the woman that goes back again and again and again or the man you know because let's let's not differentiate back into the abusive relationship because you always hope it's going to be different mm. um so I do, I'm not sure if I'm really answering the 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 question or not but I think for me with the whole process of change is it's 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 learning to acknowledge and again I'll use the word surrender to the new version of you yeah and that they're okay and know that that's okay and know and trust that the people who truly because we're pack animals at the end of the day aren't we and I was I was doing some work around shame um yesterday because that's come up for me um over the last few days and that you know the insight that shame is a the sense of shame is actually a survival emotion because makes us conform Mm. because Mm. we don't yeah so mm-hmm. if we conform we stay in the pack don't we yeah yeah and I think so that's the Bible yeah 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 so very you know very very old and so I think for me it's it's almost about being getting yourself ready to be thrown out of the nest in case you know and you know we we're seeing that all around us so I don't think I'm really giving a concrete answer because I'm just sat here Sitting with it, but I know, you know, in my own partnership, we've I've chosen to openly discuss and 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 share. And sometimes it's like that. Um, that there's a beautiful poem called "She Just Let Go." Is you should just do it, and it's just it's just who you are now. And I think as long as you are happy with you, and it takes a while because it's a bit uncomfortable and the, the stories still come up the, and this is the thing I was explaining trigger, the triggers will still come I can still feel shame but I can acknowledge it and thank it and let it know that I've got it
0: and I'm good and move on yeah it's how you meet it isn't it that changes because yeah. the work that, that's... is never done is it yeah it's never done think... you're always going to be triggered activated but you know things will come up um, but it's definitely how you respond to it yeah
1: and so and I think when dance, and you might you could do that it's just it's about your and this is the work we're doing with the triggers it's not that you'll never be it's that rather than an emotional outburst around it it's like oh that's interesting where did that come from oh that's okay oh yeah I that, yeah we're good
0: yeah exactly there's Go no into, there's no charge do, attached yeah, to it yeah
1: yeah Dance, move, hug a tree, drink coffee, whatever—something that changes you out of it, rather than then sitting. You know, because I know for myself. You know, some of my triggers, my god, they could hang around, ruminating for weeks. Mm -hmm. Now it's down to minutes. Yeah,
0: and I think that's a um, beautiful—it's a beautiful quality of the. I, the menopause woman who, who you know if you're going to do the work you're going to come out into you're going to sort of turn out into such a curious creature as in just curious about everything rather than attaching And you know we get involved in drama and the way things that you know we get so emotionally attached to things and I'm still you know working on this myself but when we can bring that curiosity with a little bit of light-heartedness and compassion to it then it just turns into something so different And it it actually, for me, pours into that kind of, you know, when you think of the um, elders, the wise elders, you know, that for me is what they have. They don't know it all, but they have this approach to what comes up that is just curious and inquisitive and sort of lighthearted. You know, yes, you will feel sad. Yes, you'll feel happy. Yes, but uh, you'll feel activated. But yet you can approach it in that way.
1: And I'm smiling, as you're saying, because you've just made me think of, you know, a number of people that I know or I've been. And there's just less drama. Mm. Yeah, there's less. There's less anger and fight that doesn't mean I haven't got things I want to fight for.
0: Yeah, it's just a different different flavor, isn't it? It's
1: absolutely a different flavor. And as, as you're talking, I'm just reflecting on how I'm looking at certain things in the world compared to some of my younger and there's no right or wrong you've just crystallized yeah because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm over here <laughs> I'm just over here being like okay yeah you'll you'll come you'll get here if I, or you won't or you stay oh you don't do the work and then you wonder what you know for me it's then and then you just stay stuck yeah
0: um unknowingly though because it's not like a it's not evident it's just um quite subtle sometimes yeah and and I think you've mentioned it a few times as we've chatted in this conversation about you know tuning into your cycles and I think that's only something I found out about you know in my late 40s and I think that um there are women out there who are much much younger than that who are aware of you know oh, yeah. tuning into and i and i feel like wow i'm so curious and excited to see what happens as they approach this particular rite of passage premenopause into menopause that transition will will be i'm sure experienced differently because they yeah. already have that yes. previous habitual knowledge that they've been working with their own bodies and being more in tune with them than we maybe ever were because of the generation we grew up in all you know the culture we grew up in or you know the stories that we grew up with um, you know and this is obviously not laying I know neither of us are laying any shame or blame on any of that that's just you know life and yeah. exactly so um but yeah. now that we know I think
1: we have a have a duty to share to those who are ready to listen yeah absolutely you know, and it's, you know and, and we've just come out of menopause awareness month you know it's menopause awareness every day as we know and you know they're, they're taking menopause into schools hurrah but from, I'm like hang on a minute we've missed a jump can we actually teach these young girls about their cycle and the fact exactly. that they do have different energy at every time of the that's over there let's go i mean i obviously i don't know anything about the program that they're rolling out and it's fantastic that you know these things we are now talking about this you know and normalizing it because again if we start normalizing you know i wanted to do talks for mums and teenage girls and i had girlfriends saying oh no that that mother won't come with a daughter there's absolutely no way she'd be in and
0: i'm like oh my gosh Mm, yeah just, I think you're so yeah that conversation needs to start way earlier yeah. and that that idea of a red thread of a woman's yeah. journey hormonally physically spiritually it, it's all connected and I think yeah. that's the, the that's where the education needs to be doesn't it um and yeah. like you said I think both of us in this talk have not just talked about menopause you know it it starts yes. earlier <laughs> everything starts earlier in life yeah um so yeah that brings me into this this question I'd love to ask you um which is you know if you knowing what you know now having experienced what you've experienced now if you could go back to your younger self what would you say to her what would your message be around entering this perimenopause to menopause transition and phase
1: what would my my message what would my message be I think is what I I do the work do the work and by that i mean do the work for you on you stop 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 pushing really take the time to honor and understand who you are because the more we can do the earlier we can do that the easier the transition will be you know and again so my you know my sister was asking me to do the work in my 30s No, she was actually asking me to do that in my late 20s. And I, you know, and I do wonder how differently I have no regrets. There are, you know, this isn't about that. I'm just intrigued. I'm curious to know what choices I would have made, where my life would be, all those sorts of things if I had learned to be me earlier.
0: Yeah it's so interesting isn't it yeah when you said that it's almost like I see it as life universe giving you nudges and your sister was a nudge and we turn away with from a lot of nudges don't we we're like no 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 not for me too much too you know and then get you get another nudge later on you got your nudge when you got your liver profile back and you're yeah. like whoa I need to do something you know that was a nudge you listened to suddenly yeah but it's yeah it's it like was a,
1: yeah because it was physical.
0: Yeah it's It's so interesting, I love that, Mary yeah yeah, and um exactly, it's never too early listen to to those opportunities to do the work yeah.
1: it's never too early and it's never too late no
0: exactly, exactly and I
1: think we the yeah those those lids those lids keep pushing up and we just keep sitting back down. it's like trying to sc- close a suitcase before you go on a holiday, isn't it? just cram more more in cram more in, and you never wear any of the freaking clothes that you take anyway but we'll just keep cramming it in (laughs) I know
0: (laughs) oh so is there anything else that you'd like to share on this whole topic that we haven't covered
1: I, I I think the only thing I I feel really strongly about at the moment is allow your if if you are listening to this and you're throwing things at your phone or whatever your laptop or however you're listening and thinking, but you don't know my, you know, Duh, listen to you too. It all sounds so, you know, it was a roller. There were moments it was a roller coaster ride. When when it was a roller coaster ride, it was because I was not walking my talk. I can say that hand on heart. And all I would invite any any woman. Or anyone who identifies as a woman who's going through this, this 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 phase of their life is allow your anger and frustration to educate and empower you, wow. and surround yourself with people that will pull you up rather than hold you in the pity party. Mm-hmm. So that that for me, I think is now becoming you know is the, the, the because there are so many resources out there. You know, when I started. Looking into all of this and started my education and my journey, there was like two or three books. There are now amazing educators, women who are championing, who are sharing that I'm doing air quotes here, horror stories, you know, because it, you know, I have literally opened Excel spreadsheets and gone, why have I opened this Excel spreadsheet? You know, the brain fog is real, although all those symptoms. Are real, but use that time to use that. As I say, use that anger, use that frustration, use that rage to come home to you. Let that fire inside you burn away. What you know, it's it is that time to go. Okay, what do I need? How do I honor my? How do I honor myself? Mm. Because we can, you can, we can be empowered, and some of us might do it with some medication and western intervention whatever you need to bring yourself back and some of us are doing it with cacao and crystals and oils and talking and sitting in circle and all that stuff that was like whoa that's that all seems a bit weird to me and now absolutely fills my heart and soul with joy find find your medicine yeah and learn to be at home in yourself
0: beautiful i love that i love the way you talked about channeling even rage you know into something the fire i love that thank you um i'd love to um let the listeners know where they can find you Um, yeah you know if they want to follow along with your explorations creations offerings what what are you up to is there anything you'd like to share about the work you do and I can put all of your details in the show notes links and things yes.
1: my 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 big passion project at the moment is I've just launched a coaching container called the calling and um we're just on our first we're just on our first container and our first exploration and it's um <clears throat> it's devised around work done by Dr. Joanna Martin from one of many and I've purposely brought women together because when women come together magic happens and so we're on a 5 6 month journey exploring how to retire superwoman how to let go of the bitch the martyr the victim and uh bring in the, the you know the the queen the warrioress the lover the mother and the sorceress so that we have balance and flow in 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 our bodies and in our minds and then we can show up as the best version of ourselves without burning ourselves out and so that's I've already got my dates super organized I've never this is a new way of working for me it's again it's like I'm allowing myself to have structure so that there can be freedom as, as well I always used to be the rebel of no I don't want structure I'm a no actually let's have some structure and then you can be as rebellious as you like in all the gaps that you've created so we have a spring intake and an autumn intake for 2022 I also do some work around cacao, and this is work that was created by um, Lynette Allen. So as you can hear, I'm a great gatherer of other people's and then put my own sort of spin and and bring it out to to the women. So I run those regularly. But fundamentally, just look up the Menopause Rockstar. You'll find her hanging out on Instagram and MaryTaylor.com is my website because Everything I do can be done online or in person. So, you know, you really get to choose. For those, I live in Leicestershire. I offer um, aromatherapy treatments. I'm going to be launching VIP days next year where women can come and just be nourished. We'll do your archetypes profile. We'll do a personal cacao ceremony, do womb massage, go for a walk and eat some lunch and really just hold that space so that you can step off be completely looked after as the unique bio individual woman that you are and then allow you to go back with your cup overflowing into into your own personal reality and just have those touch points so yeah that's 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 where we are i do some online cacao ceremonies as well if people want to just come and gather But yeah, my big passion project now is is the calling for those women that are hearing the calling to come home to themselves, rewrite their story and have some tool. You know, there's some pragmatic tools. So everybody's needs are met. It's not all sitting and just talking. There's tools, there's things to work around, there's uncomfortableness, there's collaboration, there's support, there's cheerleading. But fundamentally, you have to do the work and be ready to do Mm. it so that you can step into that next chapter of your life with your story with your words with your way of being
0: that sounds so that the calling sounds incredible I love those archetypes you mentioned as well really yeah. really rich they've will been, you give me the link to share yeah. show notes for yeah. that particular program as well
1: yeah they've been so a joy to work with over the last two years and you know to be fair they've been my partners as I've come through this 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 chapter from the turmoil of the perimenopause to the
0: calmness
1: (laughs) in you know of of this next chapter
0: Mm, mm, amazing thank you my darling for being here it's been such a joy to talk to you you too what a what a pleasure what an honor (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful, truly. If you felt this conversation resonated deeply in your heart, I would be so grateful if you could share this podcast with the women in your life or on your social feed, because this is the best way to get these messages and conversations into the hearts of more women. And through that support a greater shift in the world You can keep in touch with me via Instagram. I'll pop my handle in the show notes below. And I'd love to hear how this podcast episode landed with you. I've really loved being here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in.